0: Do you ever wonder why some podcasts are so successful? Do you wish that you could replicate the success of some of the top podcasts? So do we. And we believe there is no harm in asking. So we're questioning everything about how podcasts are produced, hosted, and monetized. This is No Harm in Asking, I'm Eric Byron.
1: And I'm Michael Kerr, always happy to share my opinion. We review podcasts and look for clues to why some make it big. By being fun and educational. This week, we'll be reviewing Stuff You Should Know with Josh Clark and Chuck Bryant.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Colab.me, the free-to-use platform for interview planning, preparation, and collaboration. All righty, Michael. Well, kind of welcome back.
1: Yeah, we haven't been doing this for a long time.
0: Yeah, we had a little bit of a break here. I was traveling and then I was sick, got food poisoning, coming oh. back from Thailand. I'm okay now. We, then we had the one brilliant one, I think, with Cliff Dumas oh, right, I, as, a, as a guest. It showed me just how a
1: great voice can uh, really add value to, to anything. Wow. Uh, I'm yes. still amazed.
0: Yes, we can only hope, only hope that, someday, that someday my
1: voice transforms into that uh, beautiful baritone.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, but what a great guy, too. It was a really, really nice interview and conversation with him. But then, then you were traveling, yeah. a trip to Japan. Yeah. We took a little time off, and but now we're back, and ho, ho, ho! It's almost Christmas here as we're recording this, and it's cold in Hong Kong. I'll tell you, you
1: you don't often see it drop that, below ten. Here, it's going to drop below ten in Hong Kong. So-
0: Yes, our tropical island of Hong Kong is feeling a bit like winter at the moment. So, but today we are going to review stuff you should know, and I guess we should know this, right? What's interesting is, so these guys have this podcast they've been doing since what 2008, and yeah, they've 15 got 15 years, or yeah, um, coming up 15 about years, about 15 years, it, which just seems like like a shockingly long time. It it is, and. 2,000 episodes. This is a really popular podcast. A million downloads a week, reportedly. Now, they do three episodes a week, two longer format, one shorter one. They just call short stuff, (laughs) which is great. I like that that they kind of you know, mix it up and have the two different formats. I personally like the short <laughs> ones, right? Quick bite size, 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah, we'll talk ones. about why the, the hour-long ones can drag on. Yes, maybe <laughs> a little bit. Depends on your on your perspective. We picked a particular episode this time to do. <laughs> I listened to a recent interview that Josh did. Actually, I read it. it, it was uh, It was not a recorded one. It was an article, an interview. Josh Clark is the uh, the original host joined by Chuck Bryant uh, shortly after they launched in 2008. So Josh started out and then Chuck joined him. They did a couple episodes together and then decided that Josh should be a permanent co-host. Uh, they have great chemistry together. But Josh in this interview was asked what his favorite episode out of you know 1500 plus at the time when they were doing the interview. And he didn't seem to hesitate. He went right for this one called the ballpoint pen. Really,
1: this (laughs) was out of thousands of of episodes.
0: (laughs) This one, this one stood out for him. He loved this. This one. He didn't go into any great explanation as to why he thought this was such a good one, other than it hits a sweet spot for them. Apparently, of where they managed to take something really mundane. Something that you you use regularly and don't really think about. Yeah. And they found some interesting information about it, right? And the history, how it was developed and stuff. And and this is what they do. Sure. Right. I I I agree. I think it fits within the scope of what this is all about. Yeah. So so we both listened to that episode. I I listened to a number of other ones as well. But the whole concept of the show here is Really, just to take some topic, some interesting thing that you think you know something about and dig a little deeper and find some things that you just didn't know. Now, should you know them? <laughs> That's a debatable question. So, but- absolutely.
1: That is the premise of the whole thing, right? I mean, I think it's a winner just because of the title. I mean, the title's a winner of this podcast.
0: But- yeah. Somebody uh, – I-, I saw that also in uh, something I read about them that said that the title was brilliant because it challenges you to not listen right it right? challenges me to as absolutely right. like how can you I, I not listen I, to this how can you yeah. not listen
1: to it if i should know this this feeds right into my personal life yeah. philosophy i should know a little bit about everything and this is going to you know, this is going to solve that problem for me and so i yeah i'm all in just just basically on the title and then these two guys they do seem to pull it off and they come across in a very non-smart-alecky kind of manner. And it's, it's yeah, it's oh, fun. Oh, these are
0: just a couple of guys, right? They're
1: like not Like a couple academics. of good old boys almost, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like with, uh, uh, you know, the ster- kind of a stereotypical Southern accent that is charming. Yeah. And, and as a result, they come across as, you know, not being overbearing, you're you know, it's really just a nice, casual conversation. They're having nice fun. They're having fun.
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was using my black Bic ballpoint pen. Yeah, I remember. Today. I remember. Because blue pens are for dopes. You, my friend, are out of your mind. You like blue pens? Blue pen is the only way to go, my friend. Ugh. Oh.
0: Yeah. Yes, they're intelligent, clearly. They, they do very deep research. I, I will say that was one of the first impressions I had was I was really impressed with the depth of the research that they had done on some of these topics that you would think were kind of, you know, mundane, right? So, so a couple of the, the recent ones that they did, the, the ballpoint pen one is from 2018, uh, but I listed out a couple of the recent ones I found. Yeah, so recent topics, and I listened to some of these, uh, goosebumps, face blindness, which is also known as prosopagnosia, okay, impressed that I could say that, right? Polar bears, Down syndrome, liquid paper. So they'll, these guys will talk about virtually anything, right? And you think you know something about, you know, goosebumps, right? And and why should you know more about goosebumps? But it was actually quite an interesting dialogue. Well, I on think this goosebumps. is this is
1: how you can produce a, a podcast for fifteen years, is because you basically say, "Hey, let's dive deep into into virtually anything." Yes. Now, the one disappointment that I have is that based on just the ones that you've spoken here, yeah, at no point did you, you know, through the title, say, "Oh, why should I listen to this?" The titles are just awful. Like. I like this, you know, again, I like these guys, yep. the podcast is, is you know, nicely done, I enjoy listening to the banter, but they need to sell me on the title, right? Like, why liquid paper, whatever, right? Why does it matter to me? Yeah, you know, why does it, yeah. tell me why it matters to me. I mean, if I, or or I, I was looking through, you know, there's many of these articles where you can find out, oh, what are the best stuff you should know podcast episodes? And again, the titles are, you know, the Tylenol Murders, or the Black Panther Party, but they, they haven't, why? Hooked, they haven't hooked me with yeah. the why, right? Why, why the Black Panther Party mattered, right? right? Or why, you know, how it changed America. You know, these are the things, because if I'm going to go to the bar with my friend on a Friday, I want to start with that. I want, I want to go, hey, do you know why that the Black Party Panther, you know, really matters? Or why paper, liquid paper changed the world? Yeah. You know?
0: I, I want to lead with something that is really going to draw me yeah. in. And now I think so they this need to could do be, a much better job. It could be a, a little bit of laziness just based on reputation. They've been doing this for so long. They have this fan base that they just know that if you're going to do something on polar bears, you found something interesting on polar bears. I guess so. But right? as we've
1: said before, you – don't placate to the to the past audience, right? You're always trying to get new <laughs> listeners. I don't care who you yeah. are. Your your goal for this podcast is to draw in the next new listener. Yeah. And you need to make that title enticing enough that I go. Yeah. Now, of course, are our titles good enough? Now I'm going to have to maybe you know, <laughs> <Right>. revisit. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I need to do a much better job of coming up with with better titles. Yes. But for this case, because it's how stuff works, why things are, I feel yeah. everything should be
0: formed in the... in the. All right, so let's clarify that because you just said how stuff works. And that's oh, actually... Did. You did, yes. And it's a good reference. A good uh, point here to make. So that's actually where this originated from. There's a website called How Stuff Works. And Josh was actually hired by them as a journalist to do some writing for them in 2007. And in about 2008... They decided they needed another channel. They had all this great information. The website was doing well. People were going there and looking stuff up and they had a lot of interest. I think they were, you know, to add revenue or whatever, right? So they were, they were doing okay, but they thought, you know, there's other formats. There's other ways we could do this. And I thought it was really interesting that I, I saw a comment there that they asked Josh to host this podcast you know, stuff you should know, which he did in 2008. And they said when he recorded the first one, he had never listened to a single podcast before and didn't even know what a podcast was when he hosted his first podcast. Well, in 2008, maybe that's fair. So but <laughs> hugely successful at this, right? He was kind of a natural talent right. I think for the- for doing this, right? And being able to just kind of talk through these interesting research points that they found and then, but as we've talked about this before too, it's really hard to do a solo podcast where you're just talking, yeah, no guests. I really think the magic started for these guys when he found Chuck, yeah, who I also learned the fans called Chuckers. Chuckers, Chuckers, yeah, yeah. Chuckers. So, <laughs> yeah, so Chuck joined him, and they immediately had this chemistry. Chuck was also working for How Stuff Works. So as they commented too. They were apparently in like in cubicles near each other, and they would kind of pop up now and then. Um, you know, they called it the the gopher thing, right? Yeah, yeah. You're popping up, you know, out of their uh, out of their cubicles and saying, "Hey, did you see this interesting thing that we found about this topic or that?" It sounds topic? like Tony Kornheiser and uh, Mike Wilbon. A
1: little bit, A yes. A little bit. Again, yes. they found these two guys. They were working in the same office, right? And, yeah. and they said, "Hey." We need to put these guys on the radio together, or yeah, whatever. They,
0: they get some good banter right. naturally. You know, it's just, interesting that yeah, that.
1: Yeah, it, I'll, I'll that bet that dynamic, that a lot of yeah. a lot of that dynamic is found. But I I, I think it's quite interesting that these two guys, because they they are very similar. You know, they're they're both from Georgia. They're um, virtually the same age. I think within one or two yeah. years of each other. Yep. Their educations are very similar. They both went to the same university and so there's this dynamic where they can compete at an on an equal playing field or on equal footing and i think this because i know you mentioned this earlier this seems to be what it's all about they can compete on you know (laughs) oh i found this and oh you found that and and as a result they can build an episode around that kind of thing and it doesn't feel like one is punching up and one is punching down it's it's certainly not a, a situation where one is is the host and one's the co-host yeah it's
0: very it's, equal it's very equal and it's unscripted i thought this was interesting too in uh something i heard them say in an interview that they don't uh, they they each go off on their own and prepare yeah so now there's the whole team from how stuff works behind them right which i, I found a note somewhere that said uh there's in 2017, that was a team of 35 wow. people, right? So there's a, a big team of researchers. I'm always amazed so, at how many people are behind these podcasts. Uh, yeah, yeah. Things. Well, we'll talk about this later, too. They have multiple podcasts that they're supporting. So there's other researchers out there, and they, they, there's a lot of information and support that they're getting in terms of the research, but they go off individually. Once they pick a topic, they say they're going to do ballpoint pens, yeah. right? <laughs> they go off on their own and go through the materials and dig and, you know, find their own sources, go down different paths, and they enjoy the opportunity to surprise each other Mm -hmm. with something they found. And, in fact, in that one in particular, I remember a thing on – they were talking about the the patent thing, right? So uh, was it in France where the guy invented – the first one invented the ballpoint pen? The bureau guy. right. Right. And uh, and he had patented it, um, and this was this was a game changer, right? Yeah. And, and people were paying large <laughs> like amount of money twelve dollars, uh, the equivalent of well, yeah. it was twelve dollars at the in, time in, 1940s, in 1943. 43 yeah. right? Which was like over $100 right, a hundred yeah. dollars in today's right, for a pen, right? But it saved it solved a major issue. I don't want to go too much into all the details of thing. You should listen to this episode <laughs> if you want to know more about why the ballpoint pen was such a revolutionary thing and why people would pay in those days over $100 for a ballpoint pen. But there was an American guy who got one of these pens and went, oh, my God, I'm going to just recreate this. I'm going to yeah. do this and and do it on my own. And so there was a patent babble, right? But what was interesting in the dynamic you know, the, the chemistry, the banter between the two guys was they both had found stuff about the fact that there was this patent battle and that the French guy lost. He, he didn't win his battle to protect his patent. But I think it was Josh who had found the reason why they'd lost that, right? And so they enjoy that kind of yeah. um, moment when one of them goes, oh, I didn't find that that's interesting that's cool right so so they apparently they they, they really so want I to like have that. those I, moments I, I yeah. agree.
1: I, I, I think that that clearly is is foundational to why this has you know sort of resulted in what in what right. has been you know what has evolved yeah um, because I think if it's fully scripted out um, as far as what we're going to talk about boom
0: boom 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 you can certainly get a shorter podcast so yeah we let's talk about that so I will say yes they're Kind of southern accents and their very relaxed style is endearing, but for me, I had to go to like 1.5x on the speed to get through it. I'm impatient. What can I say? And what I found was, you know, I didn't lose anything. Right? I mean, there's some podcasts you try to listen to them at that speed and you, yeah. you kind of can't <clears throat> keep up with the information flow. But at one and a half speed, I could still hear everything they were saying and register. Uh, the, the topics. <laughs> now, you know, you talk
1: about rabbit holes because they do go off on these these rabbit holes. There, this one, I don't know if this is typical, <laughs> but there were many times in this podcast where they would go down things that I thought were like, "What is the point?" There was a whole section on deodorant that that where he seemed to make this equivalence between the roll-on dispenser that used to exist, you know, well, twenty in- years ago, and the and the and the ballpoint pen. Oh, it and works it, the same way. You know, it rolls on. You're like,
0: well, I get it. It started out, it made sense, right? You were just saying, this is the exact same system. Right. Right? The, the roll on deodorant thing. But they went off for several minutes about their personal
2: preference. I can't find unscented sticks anymore. I used to use Sure, because that was the only unscented stick you could find. I use a unscented gel. Wow. Well, I might have to give that a try because it's been a while since I really gave my underarms a chemical burn.
0: But I thought it was interesting that they didn't edit that out, right? And so it also says to me that this is part of what's endearing about them is they're really two guys having a conversation and they're okay with it. They kind of went off the track and then they, they called themselves on it and said, all right, Kind of gotten a little off base here. Yeah. The whole point of this was the roll-on deodorant <laughs> used the same Zach technique, right, technically yep. as the ballpoint pen on a larger scale. I mean, right? may-
1: maybe this is relatable to some subset of, of the
0: audience. So anyway, anyway, they it's very unscripted. They also apparently don't set a time limit for themselves. So I thought this was interesting. Now, their episodes seem to be very consistently around that 45 minutes, you know, under an hour generally, but they don't time them. They just talk. They have their kind of bullet points, and they they go through some stuff, and, you know, however long it takes to get through it is how long the episode is going to be. So, um, yeah, no script, no punch list. (laughs) They have their research, their notes. And they go through stuff. Now, they do have – they do kind of break it into sections, though, and that's really based around advertising, right? So, they, they lead with – there's two ads at the beginning. Then they they talk a bit in the ballpoint pen one. Um, actually, they didn't even talk about ballpoint pens at all in the first kind of third of this thing, right? It was all about kind of the history of writing and writing utensils. Right, very much about
1: history. Right on how right, it evolved. Right.
0: And then they just kinda of say, and and I I caught this in multiple ones, uh, they're just gonna kind of say, hey, shall we take a little break here? And they agree, okay, we're gonna stop talking for a minute. They let the ads play, then they come back and they and they pick it up again and they go, Okay, so we covered kind of the history. Now let's talk about why the ballpoint pen, you know, really mattered. Yeah. These guys are pretty lighthearted about the way they do this and Uh, I I think that this is, and and we've talked about this before, right? People who are likable. Right. Right. It makes such a difference when they're not arrogant. They don't come across as academics. They say repeatedly, we are not experts in anything. Yeah. Right. We just go. They're just curious guys. Curious guys. We go, we look this stuff up. We find some interesting things and we share them with you. Clearly,
1: this is the genius because they've been able to turn it into a complete business yeah okay we had the you know Marshall brain started off with the how stuff works he evolved it into the podcast brought in these guys who were able to to take it to the mainstream right the Minnesota your your mainstream and they do the they do shows you can go and listen to them banter and clearly people people love it and then obviously because they're they're such sort of down-to-earth guys so Trivial Pursuit, for example, approached them. Yeah, uh, you passed me that article the other day that said yeah. you know Trivial Pursuit was yep, yep. interested in doing, and that that just fell really into the brand.
0: And they published um, a book, so they've got a yeah, book a out books. now, or a couple of books out. Yep, so they've uh, they've done pretty well that way. Production. So I will say I enjoyed the fact this was I, I called it clean and simple. Yeah, clean and simple. Right? I agree. The audio is. Was good, you know, no problems with you know weird noises or echoes or you know distortion or anything like that. The audio was nice and clean, yeah, probably done in a studio better than our audio, I'm sure. But they didn't gum it up with a bunch of unnecessary sound effects or clever multi tracked background music stuff, theming. You know, they had a jingle, but you know, I don't even
1: think is there a jingle? I didn't even
0: welcome to stuff you should know
2: from HowStuffWorks.com.
1: it didn't register if there was a jingle I thought it went right into the ad now the ads are pretty well done yeah. I mean obviously yeah. they they must get tremendous re-listens on all of the previous episodes I mean because the ads are, are obviously yeah you know right up to date so the one you listen to, has a relevant ad? Yeah, um, yeah, They're all they're all you know stitched in. I, I just think it's a it's got to be a money maker. Oh yeah. At this well, point,
0: with a million downloads, oh. you can imagine that advertisers are anxious to be on there. They do plug previous episodes. So, uh, like the the face blindness one, I uh, you know I think multiple times they plugged a uh, previous one that they had done on doppelgangers. Yeah. So they've, uh, you know, they take advantage of that, right, as we try to do also. <laughs> we plug some of our no, previous No, well, we tell ones. people to do this. This right, is the right. right thing
1: to do. I mean, it is. your goal is to get them to listen to previous episodes. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Go back and, and listen to them. Yeah. The more times people listen to the them, better. the better, better it is for your accounts and your money and your ability to monetize and attract advertisers. You know, all of that matters. And, you know, once you put content out there, yeah, the more you can reuse it and leverage that. Uh, now, I want to talk a little bit also about, uh, again, going back to how stuff works and what they've done. So, so Josh still works, right? His title, you look him up like on LinkedIn or whatever, is he's a senior writer for how stuff works. Okay. That, that's how he lists himself. He doesn't list himself primarily as a podcast host. He's a journalist writer for How Stuff Works. Some of the things uh, they listed, I, I looked him up on their site and uh, articles that he has published there. Uh, can we manufacture water out of thin air? Did Genghis Khan really kill over a million people in an hour? Why was Davy Crockett king of the wild frontier? Right, so these are examples of articles he's wrote, and to your comment about titles, right? We right. talked about this right before we recorded. These
1: are good titles. These are great titles. Yeah, why don't yeah. they use these titles on the show? Because yeah. they're they're going to drag me in. These titles yeah. make sense. This is exactly how yeah. I feel that the, the title should be framed because ballpoint pen title is it's
2: it's ballpoint pens question mark. Mm-hmm. Hey and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Charles W. Chuck Bryant. It's just the two of us today and both of us are totally astounded that you press play on an episode called How Ballpoint Pens Work or something to that effect. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Heck, yes. Ballpoint yeah. pens! I'm in. Exclamation I, mark. I mean, <laughs> I mean, why? Wait, we've got 35 yeah. people, you know, and that's yeah. the best they could come up with. Yeah. Um So, well, I also thought it was interesting. I'm
0: disappointed. In that um, episode, right? So they recognize that ballpoint pens doesn't sound like a very interesting topic. And I think they're about 10 minutes into the thing. They're doing the whole kind of history thing. And you hear one of them comment I wonder if anybody's still listening.
2: Uh, So, should we talk about writing over the years? We should. Is anyone listening still? <laughs> if you are, we're going to continue on just in case. <laughs>
0: and you're like, why am I still listening to this? I, I guess I'm hoping you're going to get to something interesting about ballpoint pens because we're ten minutes in and you've barely—I don't think you've even mentioned a ballpoint pen yet. I think they mentioned a couple times as well because they did—they did an episode on grass, on how to grow
2: grass. <laughs> turns out to be interesting like grass remember our episode on grass sure, who could forget the great debate over whether you should flood your lawn with a quarter inch of water or not
1: how what is the best way to grow your grass and a lot of guy, water how to water sorry yes. and, well how to water the one guy yeah. was just like i just <laughs> dump a quarter inch of water <laughs> on my grass until i can see <laughs> the water like building up he goes as soon as i get to a quarter inch uh, i'm done
0: yeah so and i had the laugh right you know I have a degree in horticulture, specifically <laughs> in landscaping, and so I, I studied this stuff. And I heard him say, "Yeah, qu- you know, quarter inch water <laughs> means right <laughs> <laughs> until
1: it's laid <laying> flat <laughs> on that—that's that, a quarter inch." I was like, "No, no, that—that's that, how you drown it. That's how you water <laughs> concrete."
0: Yeah, yeah, that's how you drown your grass. Yes, so. uh but it was also funny because then his comment afterwards in defense was he said, at the time that we did that, I was living in a condo. <laughs> so it's not like he had a lawn to take care of. He was guessing. But the point of that also, which I thought was good, was their um, interactions with their audience, right? And that they expect to get stuff wrong and to get flooded with people who are willing to correct them And explain something they got wrong, and they take no offense to this. They they clearly, yeah, we get stuff wrong. What about guests? Do
1: they ever? I I didn't see anywhere they had guests. You would think you would think that occasionally they would, like in this case specifically, you know, maybe they could bring on a horticulture expert. But I didn't. This doesn't seem to be a thing. They they've they've specifically chosen not to bring on experts where they the, the banter with an expert. You see, adding the one that would change
0: the dynamic, it it would would make
1: it academic. It would make it academic. You bring in some guy with three PhDs in agriculture to talk
0: about growing grass, and it is a completely different show. It is right, and for the listeners, and this was another thing they acknowledged, like so many of these good podcasts do, right? Is they recognize that you know people are listening to this while they're doing something else. They're doing the dishes, they're mowing the lawn, they're, you know, driving the car, they're, you know, in Hong Kong here, you're on the, the MTR going somewhere, right? You're, um, you're not, uh, you're using kind of capacity of your brain, uh, you may be multitasking, right? So, but, but an academic thing. Right. Is more of that thing where, oh, I am trying to learn something specific because I have a need to know this, yeah. to apply this to something. And so I need to focus on this. So I, I think they understand that dynamic, that this is not to be taken too serious. Hey, <laughs> you can do this. And if, oh, if I, yeah. you know, something distracts me and I miss 30 seconds of <laughs> the conversation, I probably haven't missed anything that important. I can just keep listening. And, you know, it's all good. Right, so so they it's great that they understand their audience and they do get a lot. Clearly, they get a lot of emails and notes from people, um, suggestions of topics, um, corrections, new information, and they end every episode with a letter from you know somebody who's written in. And sometimes those are questions that they attempt to answer. Sometimes they're corrections or new information. Um I like how uh, on one of them they described the the letter as you know gentle <laughs> in terms of correcting them on something they had said uh that wasn't quite accurate or uh or complete right it didn't give the whole the yeah. whole picture so so that's really really good they're in tune with their audience and they you know they understand their market and they found a formula that works yeah. and just keep doing it now, how many topics can you come up with? Like two thousand episodes, and they have admitted there are some repeats. There's some stuff they've gone yeah, back the and topic, done again. I think the topics are unlimited.
1: I, I mean, I think I think there's a story to be told about virtually everything. Yeah, you know, I'm not worried about that. I mean, this is a popular genre. I mean, yeah. many people put out these types of podcasts, but these guys, they can they can do it again because I think they do they do they just don't come a, come across as as um, you know know-it-alls yeah, right? yeah. they they come across as your regular guys with these really you know accents yeah. that are that are fascinating to listen to they don't come across as pretentious and that is the winning formula for this for this podcast yeah. in,
0: in my opinion so what do we take from this as recommendations for other podcasters even if you're not doing something that's kind of educational fun educational like this you're doing some other format what do you learn from the approach that these guys have done and the success that they've had?
1: Yeah, as we've said in many of these cases, this this idea of just being overly nice continues to to bubble up to the top. The, the idea yeah. that people really really like you, you know, we've talked to a couple podcasters and they yeah. think that they're going to come on and they're going to tell people the way it is. Yeah, right. This is a losing <laughs> formula. Um, I still think. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I still think that the title thing could be improved. But it's it's pretentious Being likable. Being yes. likable. Um, now we talk a lot about you know scripted because we you know we like yeah. format. You know we're kind of process guys, well, and we like preparation. We like preparation. Now they do prepare, so I think They're that's prepared. right. So, Diligently. So this is interesting. So I, I think this idea that they both are very well prepared, but independently. Yes. Right. So you end up with this unscripted banter. But yeah. they, I think their notes, my guess is their notes are really
0: detailed. So, yeah. um. I thought so, it was fun too that the you know, quite often you'd hear them, you know, one would say something and the other would go, oh yeah, I saw that too, but you mispronounced his name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they kind of correct each other a little bit on that or their interpretation of it, you yeah. know, might be slightly different. So, um. Well, so it also brings me to that reminder for folks that are out there who are doing this. If you can find somebody you have great chemistry with, yeah. that this makes a huge difference in your ability to be successful at this. You need somebody who you can banter back and forth with, and um, maybe
1: we should do this. Maybe maybe we should have more. I know we do a rundown sheet, um, and you've been doing it, and I t- I have notes. Yeah. But if we both did, you know, I can see that this is, a, there's a real advantage to this really detailed, you know, thing. I mean, yeah. we used to do it, but I think we do, we do collaborate. Maybe yeah. we should keep it more separate. I like this. If there's just two of you to keep those notes separate, but, but do your homework. You've right, got right. to have, you've got to have the prep.
0: Yes. Cause I do share with you now. Admittedly, <laughs> you don't share with me your notes. No, I, I write them down. That's right, that's right. I share with you my notes ahead of time. I'm fully transparent uh going into this about what I have found. Now maybe so, I
1: no, maybe we do this as a result, right? I mean I will add stuff to your notes, but you're right. I tend to keep my notes on my own. So there you go. So yeah, maybe we are doing so this. So maybe uh, we're
0: learning something we're from learning. this one that uh, we should try and be a little less uh open ahead of time surprise each other more uh, on on air here with what we're uh, what we've learned we also do ban- you know you
1: and i banter a little bit before the, we come on and it would be interesting to, would it would be interesting to know whether just kind of so we know what we think is going to work it would be interesting to know whether they um have any sort of um you know pre-discussion my I, guess is they i have, did see a
0: note that said they do not my guess is they, they don't do not reverse yeah, they, they basically all. just jump in they, and go at it they walk in with their notes and yeah. go let's talk about this well that's yeah. good
1: information i think you can learn from all of these yep. format these styles
0: yeah so by the way um i, I do want to mention because I, I pulled a list so how stuff works not only produces this podcast right the um Stuff You Should Know, which is probably the most successful of them. But they also have, uh, well, I found one list that had 18. Apparently, currently, they have about a dozen active podcasts that are offshoots of the content that they develop for the website. So they have a How Stuff Works Now, Brain Stuff, The End of the World with Josh Clark. So he also hosts that one stuff they don't want you to know, <laughs> stuff mom never told you. Uh there's the Atlanta monster, not sure what that is, uh required listening, the stuff of life. I see the stuff, question booth there and the
1: question What's that booth. we should we should we should maybe listen yeah,
0: to? Yeah, yeah, we should we should check that one. And and I also want to comment one of the podcasts that gets advertised, it's an iHeartRadio one that gets advertised. Uh, during some of the episodes that I listened to was Where Were You in 1992? So this one, it just made me very curious. You talk about a niche (laughs) kind of podcast, okay? But they're, you know, they're advertising this heavily. And it's literally the whole podcast is about the year 1992 and kind of cultural events, pop culture politics, whatever, events, history, things that happened in 1992, and, you know, where were you, what were you doing when these things were happening, and they've managed to produce a whole podcast really, just on this. I, 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 can't, I, heard Im- the, I can't imagine. Yeah, but it's stuck unbelievable. with me. It does. It seems unbelievable. So, <laughs> we may need to go look at I'm, that one. I'm fascinated by this one. <laughs> I'm fascinated, did, yes. I mean, I'm all niche. You know, I listen yeah. to some yes yeah, so
1: vermont podcast the other day trying to get ones for our upcoming
0: uh yeah episodes but uh, that's right but that so one sound, that one yeah where were you in 1992? 1992 all right <laughs> yes they can thank us later why for not playing ta- that one. why not
1: 1993
0: exactly i i don't know i gotta go listen now um all right, so well, so that's another one with a great title right because it does it makes you curious and you go what was going on in 1992 <laughs> You know, my life was super busy in 1992. Yeah, I like, I, 1992 was know. a winner. I, I, yeah,
1: wasn't? wasn't uh, oh,
0: 1992. Yeah, yeah. I, my son was two years old, and yeah, I had, yeah, I, I was working like three jobs, and <laughs> my life was crazy in 1992. I don't even remember what was going on in 1992. Oh, I, uh, yeah, let's yeah. Uh,
1: let's give it a go. I, that one, okay. I, that one, I I am intrigued by.
0: All right. Well, let's call that a wrap. On our review of stuff you should know, uh, I think this was a this was a fun one. I, I'm glad, and I'm glad we're we're back. I know, say, taking a little bit of a break. Not sure if we'll have another one next week with with Christmas coming right up around the corner here. Oh, I can do but, another one. Let's uh, you could do another cramp, one. Let's cram one in. We'll try. I, I can't forget. My schedule is really really crazy right at the moment with some other projects, but. Um, We will try for our fans that are out there, our listeners, stay tuned. I promise, even if we're taking a little bit of a break and we're not getting one out quite every week, we will get back to that cadence here uh, very, very soon. So thanks for listening. You've been listening to No Harm in Asking with Eric Byron and Michael Kerr. Happy Holidays. This podcast is sponsored by Colab.me, the free to use platform for interview planning, preparation, and collaboration.